inhale and relax. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And don't forget, if you get lots of great inspiration and entertainment, don't forget to tip your hostess, become a Patreon member, support me supporting you guys. Okay, so I want to talk about my latest kink. <laughs> and it's a very, I, I'm just going to take you on a journey and we're just going to go on, I'm just going to take you on the story with me on how I discovered this. Okay, so there, I have a series of people in my life that uh, is on my, um, we send each other naughty pornographic pics and videos and it's all consensual. So this is not an invitation um, for anybody to send me stuff. Uh, but in my life, I have like, there's a list of people and some of those people are lovers. Some of those people are friends. Some of those people are acquaintances. Um, anyways. He and I have this agreement where we send each other sexy videos and, you know, of us, you know, whacking off and exploring and, you know, naughty pictures. And, you know, so we have this report and he's on, on that list. My naughty list. <laughs> I'm like, slutty ho ho Santa. <laughs> you want to make my naughty list. All right. Anyways. So about, I don't know, two months ago, so this is, this is the evolution that happened two months ago. Two months ago, he sends me this video of him in the shower bathing. Pretty tame in my world, but it looked like it was as if he didn't know he was being taped. And so as I was watching it, um, I started to feel kind of funny inside it was like I felt a little uncomfortable my breath started to speed up um, my you know blood started to circulate my whole body was starting to get into this aroused state and as I was getting into this aroused state it made me feel really uncomfortable because what was turning me on was the fact that I was like peeping and I was like basically seeing in somewhere that I wasn't supposed to see even though it was consensual because he actually filmed it and sent it to me <laughs> so it was totally consensual but the simple fact that it looked like it wasn't and that I was like being turned on by watching this private moment came, made me freak out I couldn't even watch the whole video I was like and I like kind of, I turned off the video and then I was like, I felt bad. And so I was carrying this feeling of like, I don't know, like, well, actually I do know what it was. It was this feeling of shame, this feeling of guilt, this feeling of, does this make me a weirdo? What is wrong with me? And these were some of my feelings and my thoughts. And yes, even I go through those things, you know, the, you know, the holistic sexual expert and, you know, the BDSM girl and the educator and all the things that I am in the world. And, 
yet and my evolution of my sexuality there's still these moments where something new shows up in my arousal field and I go through these you know this 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 journey this process so I felt bad and I felt dirty and I felt ashamed and I felt like there's something wrong and I didn't really want to talk about it and so you know my friend who said to me he's like so which thing and I'm like um they made me feel funny inside <laughs> and I'm really uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about it <laughs> and he's like oh well that's new I'm like I know it's new I'm like I think I might have the uh you know a new budding you know kink and sexual arousal about this thing so this was like the beginning stages of it. So, of course, you know, what we do often, hold on, I forgot to turn on my mic. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, as what we do often when we have our arousal response is kind of mixed up with the taboo and the shame and the guilt. And so it's kind of like, it, it arouses us and it makes us feel bad and our bodies are having all these responses and it reinforces a bunch of stuff. And so, you know, we want to go explore it, but then we also feel bad about exploring it. And so what needed to happen, the first thing that has to happen when, you know, for me anyways, and for when I'm working with clients is that we have to, un, we got to peel away the parts that, feel guilty, feel bad, feel shame, feel wrong, so that we're just left with what is it about the arousal piece. So in order to do that, though, like you got to like have a conversation with somebody. And I was like, oh, I can't talk about this. (laughs) And I have people in my life that I tell everything to. And you know, I even tell them, you know, when I'm constipated, like I tell them TMI, there is no such thing as TMI in those rela- these, these relationships. And so I, I sat in this for a month or so. And then finally, I, you know, I, I, the first thing was I, you know, told my bestie. And she was like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She's like, it's not, it's not so weird. Um, and then, you know, I told that I told my husband and he's like, yeah, no big deal. And, you know, and then I told my master and he's like, yeah, of course. He's like, you've always been a voyeur. This is just a version of voyeurism. And, and he's like, you've always wanted, you always watch me in the shower and you always, I'm like, oh, Okay, so this has been something that I've had for a while, but I've just never really allowed myself to like acknowledge it. So once I got to share and everybody else was like, yeah, it's no big deal. What are you freaking out about? <laughs> Which is always the case. We always think it's worse than it actually is. Then I could like do release all of the shame and guilt and stuff that was attached to it. And so what I realized was why, why, was there any shame or guilt attached to being a voyeur? Well, it's about 
the idea of being a peeping Tom, which by the way, is a horrible name for anybody who has the name Tom, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's about this whole idea of not what makes it unhealthy, not peeking in to private moments that's wrong. What makes it wrong is that it's not consensual. And it's the lack of consent that puts this icky feeling on it and the dysfunctional feeling on it and a violation and and those pieces that is the problem with, you know, peeping without consent. And so once I was like, oh, that's what that is. Then I was like, oh, okay. And I clearly got consent because the person who filmed it was the person who filmed it. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I've like dissected what it was. I've let go of the shame. I'm like, right. So I have a thing. So now it's like, ooh, now what is this? What, what, what are all the arousal possibilities? Is it just watching somebody in the shower? Is it watching people in their private moments? Is it watching where, you know, non-sexual activity and yet because it's typically private, is that what's arousing me? Like, what are all of the different variations of this? And so I got to spend, I've spent the last month exploring that. And it turns out that it's mostly for me, things around the bathroom. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> like things like watching somebody shave, um, you know, watching somebody in the shower, um, you know, watching people on the toilet isn't really a thing so much for me but that's like it's more bathroom related things um watching somebody get dressed or get undressed um has a slight arousal response but for me being a nudist it's it's kind of not really a big thing of seeing naked people um so the act of you know taking off the clothes um, and as if somebody wasn't watching you is the part that's kind of arousing for me, but it's mostly bathroom related, you know, brushing their teeth, brushing their hair, putting makeup on these kinds of things. And so I've just allowed myself to, I've just embraced it. I've just allowed myself to, oh, good morning. Um, I've just allowed myself to really embrace this new Peeping, peeping. We're just going to call it peeping, not gender basis. <laughs> no matter what gender you are or what your name is, you can still enjoy peeping. <laughs> but we, again, I'm only promoting consensual peeping. And then we can explore consensual, non consensual non consent, meaning you've already had the conversation, it's okay, you've set up the parameters, there's the safety words in place, you've had the conversation in advance, and you've set the parameters around that. That makes it, because it falls into the umbrella of consent, because you've had the consent conversation. And it's been very fascinating. Um, I'm very excited about this new aspect of voyeurism I tend to be more on the scale of exhibitionist than Boyer, but um, this new aspect is kind of arousing. So, so what else do I want to say about that? 
I just wanted to share. Like, I just wanted to give you guys like, hey, even Gaia, our, you know, sex expert, goes through a transformation of when new sexual arousal responses or new sexual activity or new kinks show up, there's a whole piece of like self-acceptance and self-love and releasing any guilt or shame and, uh, you know, any belief systems from our society and having to like deconstruct those things and release them and then embrace what's arousing and make sure it falls into So here's the thing around sexuality and sexual exploration is that I have uh, some rules around this for me, okay? And these are the rules that I bring to the table when I'm helping my clients dissect which sexual activities, desires, fetishes, kinks are serving them or not serving them. You notice the language I've used is serving or not serving, not right or wrong. Okay. So whether something is serving you is, these are the rules, my rules. Is it doing any harm to myself or others? So that's my first question. So when I start to feel, I like all of a sudden something new comes up and I'm like, I'm feeling aroused and turned on by something. And I'm just like, whoa, this is kind of weird because this doesn't fall into our like, you know, our, I like to call it our sexual norm box. (laughs) Where these are the parameters of what we are say is acceptable for our sexual arousal response. It falls into the, in this box. And the parameters around that box. And each person's box is different. I have a nice box. You have a nice box. We all have a nice box. But in that box, there's very, very clear parameters. So what happens as human beings? We go la, 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 la. And something new catches our arousal. And it doesn't fall into the parameters of our box. And when it doesn't fall into the parameters of our box, we tend to go on this journey. And this journey, you know, usually consists of uh, guilt and shame and making ourselves wrong and thinking that there's something we're weirdo and our like negative self-talk kicks in and no one, if somebody found out, somebody, no one will love us. And like, these are our fears. So like when it falls outside of our, you know, sexual parameter box, our sexual arousal, this is the thought processes that typically happen. And when that the thing is, is the thing that just turned us on that's not in our, our sexual parameter box is the thing that really, really, really turns us on. It's the thing, it's our deepest, darkest desires. It's our deepest, darkest secrets. It's the, 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 the anticipation, the rawness, the primalness. And because it doesn't fall into our safety parameters is usually why we have this very, very, very primal, primal response to it. So we're in conflict. On one hand, every part of our being is like, yes, I want this. I crave this. I desire this. I need it. And on the other hand, the parts of our brain that's like, but it's not in our safety parameter box. Ah! 
is freaking out, which is carrying all of societal norms and societal belief systems and parental belief systems and, you know, your own internal belief systems and judgments and it's carrying all of this stuff. And so this is a lot of actually what I do with my clients is help to dissect, okay, well, where does it fall? Once it's outside the box, where does it fall? And does it serve us or not serve us? So sitting in shame, guilt, self-loathing, self-hatred, in conflict, deceit, all those things usually doesn't serve the greater our greater good of you know happiness and healthiness because it creates stress and anxiety and, and that does all sorts of negative things to our uh, bodies and our minds and our emotional well-being okay so the key is is to untangle all of those pieces unwind all of those pieces and then what we should be left with is the raw just desire the activity and what about that activity is arousing. And then we look at, okay, well, how do we then integrate this into our lives? So it does serve us. So it does no harm for ourselves or others. It, um, you know, and how do we do that? So for example, let's take, let's come, let's come back to my latest desire, all right, of being a peeper. <laughs> consensual non-consent peeper (laughs) okay um well how do I now uh, I've created the safe space and you know got rid of all the shame and the guilt and all the stuff how do I integrate that into my life so that it serves me well I go and I have conversations with a bunch of people that I have you know sexual interactions with and the first thing is to tell them about my new desire and to see whether or not they want to play. Um, then I find out what does that look like for them? How do they want to play? In what capacity do they want to play? Um, you know, do they just want to make videos for me and pretend like they don't know the videos there? Do they want to allow me to actually watch them? Um, you know, what are their comfort levels? So we, I have those conversations. And so that then it becomes a part of my sexual expression. There is no, it's no different. That sexual expression or that desire is no different than me liking to be spanked or me spanking others or uh, me liking doggy style or me enjoying oral sex. Like it's, it's, it just, you just integrate it in a way that is, you normalize it. So that it is serving you. So what did I do? Well, I did all those things. (laughs) And then my best friend who started this whole thing in the first place, I said, okay, I'm ready to explore this. Can you make me some new videos? And so he did. And he made me a bunch of new videos of him in the shower. And he's really good. He, he's a really good actor. So he like totally played it up. Like he didn't know the camera was there and he was just going about his business. And, and I was watching him all like in the shower and looping up and washing his hair. And, and of course created a arousal response in me. 
And this time, because I let go of all of the shame and all the guilt and all the worry that, oh my God, I'm going to be a pervert in a, in a non-consensual way and become a predator and all these fears that I was carrying before. And I cleared all of those out because I, you know, healed it. That I could just enjoy this, like capturing this private moment that created some stimulation and, you know, and then I'm, you know, whacked off to those videos. And then I, then, you know, and then he, and then when that made him happy that he got to, you know, he got to be the center of my, you know, masturbation fantasy and which then, you know, helped facilitate some self-love on his part, on his end. So it was like a win-win situation. So, yes. So I give, so I lovingly invite you, whether it's this particular you know, kink or sexual arousal response to being a consensual peeper um, and other forms of voyeurism or any sexual arousal response that you have that that you respond where you're feeling guilt or you're feeling shame or you're feeling bad about to, you know, A, reach out if you need some support to help dissect it and untangle it and you know to come to this beautiful place of letting go of the the shame and the guilt and the and all the icky parts of it so that you can just be left with the joy and the pleasure and the arousal and the horniness that goes along with it and that how can we figure out together how it can serve you and be a part of your sexual expression versus doing harm to yourself or others. All right. So you can find me at GaiaMorissette.com. And that's the gateway to all things that I do in the world. So you can pick the route that best serves you. Um, Also, please support me. Uh, Join my Patreon for $5 a month. For as little as $5 a month, you can get extra bonus content that's only available for my Patreon members. And the links will be on the show notes. Don't forget to watch and listen, depending on, you know, where you're seeing this or how you're viewing this or how you're interacting in this experience. Um, You can listen on to the podcast called My Orgasmic Life, which is what the podcast's name is. And you can listen on all of the podcasting platforms, as well as you can watch it on my YouTube channel if you want to see the video of, you know, what I'm wearing and my facial expressions. (laughs) So have a juicy day. May it be filled with sexual exploration and new arousal, shame-free arousal possibilities. Till next week. Have a kinky week. Bye bye.